The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. What is up and welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, a podcast where four friends sit around and review movies that you absolutely should have seen already, but one of us hasn't. My name is Tyler. My name is Zach. My name is Jake. I am Scott. I thought you were, for some reason, how you started that, I thought you were going to say I am Spartacus. Oh, I was thinking about I am Groot. <laughs> okay. Another great I am. Yeah. yeah. Probably not as high on AFI's movie quote list. I don't know. It might be up there <laughs> if they updated it. Yeah. yeah if they updated any time in the last 20 years, they still forgot the password. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they reached out to me. They said, do you know how to reset it? <laughs> they keep, you look young. They, you look young and they keep asking you about servers. Yeah, so you look about 30. <laughs> <laughs> that was five years ago. I know, <laughs> but that's also young to these people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they're, true. They're like, they're oh, you like look like a small child 100. of thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, welcome to a movie that actually, I uh, AFI has had has said something about, uh, and that is Field of Dreams. What did they say about it? Uh, it's the thirty ninth most uh, recognizable movie quote. Oh wait, who said it was the most over the third most overrated? That was was some. It was premiere. Sorry, I thought that was AFI, and I was like, man, you're really leaning into this already. (laughs) No, no, no. No, Premiere said it was in uh, the list of top twenty most overrated movies. Okay, okay, yeah. But uh, I I decided to choose this movie in honor of uh, opening a baseball, which just happened last week. Yeah, although there's a strike going on right now. Isn't there? No, it got resolved. Did that break? Oh. Yeah, yeah. They they resolved the the labor dispute. I was gonna when I heard that, I was like, that's gonna be a big bummer for our timing for these. I know movies. it'll I be know. good because it'll be like uh, they'll get a little bit of baseball while they're waiting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, you're listening to the pod. The the baseball should have happened because oh, the labor. Know, but I'm saying oh, if it would have oh, been on strike, have, oh. they could have like gotten some baseball. From gotcha. This. Yeah. Oh, from this, yeah. Like I all see. of from hearing us talk about came and this and is swarmed. three weeks removed anyways for them. For us, not for them. No, yeah. This baseball releases. would be starting in. Oh, yeah, it's we're recording this ahead my, of time. My statement was for our future listeners. Baseball oh, has not, as we're recording this, baseball has not started. Yeah, opening days in April. Oh, okay. I don't follow baseball. I think it's April 7th this year, and this episode's going oh, to drop gotcha. on the 11th. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to a game this weekend. I just thought it was part of the season. No, it's preseason. <laughs> preseason still. That's good to know. I'm glad I know that now before I go. Before you make a fool of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, in so front how, of everyone. How, how are we doing this year so far? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, well, are, you well, think we're going to make the playoffs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those are coming up, right? I mean, you could ask Next that couple question. weeks. Should I ask that question? I said you could ask that what question. What should I ask them, Scott? Probably like just ask them like what do you what do you think of that bat that that guy's holding? Is there crying what in baseball? Makes, <laughs> what makes a Dodger dog so big? <laughs> okay. 
Only and why is the bun so small? Only a true fan would know that. Kind why of stuff. is the ketchup and mustard between the entrance and exit to the restrooms? This is good to know. <laughs> this is really good. Baseball I don't even content. think he's going to a Dodger game. <laughs> that is, that is, I am. Oh, oh, it is a Dodger. You game lied to me. No, I didn't. I'm going to go to an Angel game. <laughs> I said I'm going to a baseball game. <laughs> it's an Angel game. It's Angels v Dodgers. Is Dude, it really a freeway crazy. game? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are always. Is it in Anaheim or Los Angeles? It's in Anaheim. Okay. Still doesn't apply, I don't think, then. It still does. Yeah. It's every baseball field. Every baseball field has the their, ketchup and mustard. Their in between ketchup the and mustard is between oh, the yeah. entrance and exit. Well, it's house. definitely true at, uh, it's for sure true at Angel Stadium. So it's not like every place that they have it is definitely there, but there's always at least one. They're like, oh, okay. So there's a bathroom, ketchup and mustard. Ketchup, mustard, relish, onion. That's a good question that you should definitely ask, actually. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I haven't been to a baseball game in a few years. Like, it doesn't feel sanitary. No. I, well, I, I think the reason is because, like, the thought around designing baseball stadiums is you put concessions and bathroom right next to each other because if people are going to be looking for the bathroom, maybe they'll stop and get concessions on their way back to their seat. Mm-hmm. And then the the condiments have to be next to the concession so it's also therefore Although, next to the bathroom. counter theory i will say maybe you're just walking out of the bathroom dog in hand and you're like sweet has <laughs> <laughs> a window in the restroom yeah that'd be pretty cool save time yeah uh i don't i haven't been to baseball game during any COVID times so i don't know if that's still how it is oh like right. maybe conce- uh where the ketchup and mustard is like you have to like ask for it now and they do it for you packets or something yeah I did go to a game during, like, I went to a game last year, so. But you were in one of the, like, special booths. Yeah, we were in a box, but I still had to go to, if I wanted something other than, like, calling and making them bring it and then paying a lot more, if I wanted something, I had to go to a normal concession because they don't have concessions in the. Oh, I thought you were in a luxury box that had, like, the food, like, like, big platters coming to you. Yeah, they did, but if I wanted something other than that, I had to go to concessions to get it. I would have just eaten that. Well, I did, but I also, <laughs> I also wanted a drink, and that wasn't oh. in, in the room. They didn't have a, they didn't have cocktails. They, they there. couldn't bring drinks. I could have called. He said he would have paid more money, but I would have paid oh. more money to have them. Scott paid as it. much attention to this conversation <laughs> as he did to arrival. <laughs> I feel like I asked a long time ago, "What should I know about baseball?" And we've spent a lot of time on condiments and, <laughs> and concessions. How That's how you asked them. Well, what should I know about baseball? You asked, "What should I ask them?" That's all you need to know. Here, yeah, here's, about here's baseball. What, here's what you need to know about baseball, Zach. It's fairly boring. Uh, I mean, I I know that yeah. already. So. You want to talk about the condiments. You want to talk about the other stuff. I know what's like, you know, it's even more boring. This conversation. Yeah. yeah. I, I, although I feel like this, this, what Jake just said is going to uh, be very contentious. It's going to be very contentious. Oh, for sure. At least one of our biggest fans. Shout out to you, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Let's bleep his last name. Yeah. That's a good call. But uh, Tom's son, Mitch also listens. Yeah. And uh, they're both big baseball, baseball fans. Right? I mean, when I'm a big baseball fan. I don't think baseball's boring. When we dropped Moneyball, that was uh, which was last season or for season one? That was season one, I, I think. Season one, yeah. So when, I, I think it was. When we dropped Moneyball, that was our highest like uh, Instagram engagement that we had had by like quadruple. People mm. love baseball, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely in a minority here. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I chose this movie. I figure, you season know. season two. Oh, it was season two. Okay. But it was still, it was the, the most engagement that we had had on social media by like 
I think it was triple. I think we had triple the engagement that we normally do. And I wish then Unforgiven came along and just didn't stop. That's true. That's, yeah, that's true. true. I wish I could take back my baseball is boring take just because I don't want Tom to hate me even more. <laughs> it's too late. Tom already dislikes you. <laughs> he tells me every time he sees me. I know. He texts me privately. He says, I don't like you and I don't like Zach. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he texts you to say, I don't like you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After every episode drops. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, but I did choose this movie because as I thought about baseball, uh, there are a lot of baseball movies, but to me, this is the baseball movie. Um, I, I love it. And, uh, I was shocked that at least one of us had never seen it before that. I mean, that, that seems like a hot take to me that you'd say this is the baseball movie. I feel like there are a lot of baseball movies, but I feel like the Sandlot is the most famous baseball movie. Mm. No, the Sandlot's like more like a kid's movie. It is, I guess, but like I, I, that's why I feel like everybody I know has watched it because I feel like every child watched The Sandlot. Yeah, I feel like maybe it is for like our generation. Interesting. But not yeah. for previous. I have no idea when it came out. The Sandlot? Yeah. Um, I would guess 90s. Yeah, it was around the same time as this. Yeah, okay. which speaking of, Scott, do you want to, uh, oh, well, uh, we're going to look at another fact. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to vamp while. Uh, Sandlot came out in 93. Okay. So when did this movie come with out? that Scott, will you hit us with a little, just the facts? Uh, yeah. Uh, this was directed by Phil Alden Robinson. I don't know who that is. He's uh, the director yeah. and the writer. It looks like, uh, he wrote the screenplay, which was based off of a book by WP Kinsella. I don't know who that p- person's first name <laughs> is, but that's all I have. Are w- you, are you expecting to know any of these people? <laughs> I, I mean, we, a lot of the people we do in this part of the segment, we do know. Right, like I feel like you more often than not don't. Yeah, that's fair. That's Scott, I feel like is reading words. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "That sounded like a name." Okay. Uh, this came out in '89, April 21st. Uh, Runtime of 107 minutes. Uh, the other guys gave this an 87 percent. IMDb gave it a 7.5. Box office of 84 million dollars. Budget of 15 million dollars. Did not win any awards, but. It did lose three nominations for Best Picture, Best Screenplay, and Best Music. Oh, this was nominated for Best Picture? Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Whoa. I can't believe this was... Oh, I'll save it. Hold on. What else was it nominated for, Scott? I stopped listening after Best, Best Picture. Uh, screenplay and Best Music. Best Music? Yeah, I loved this. I loved the music in I this. I actually don't remember the music. It was one of the things that I was uh, surprised by watching back how much I liked. Man, I I wouldn't have ever guessed that this was nominated for best picture or screenplay. Yeah, or that either. Honestly, I'm I, I'm kind of surprised that this was nominated for anything. Yeah. What Scott were the other uh, best picture noms that year? Yeah. So we have uh, Field of Dreams, uh, My Left Foot, Dead Poets Society, uh, Born on the Fourth of July, and the winner was Driving Miss Daisy. It's so funny. I was flipping through the other day uh, movies and I was like, oh, man, I don't know. Like Driving Miss Daisy was a best picture winner, but I don't think how it's been so long since I've seen it. I'm pretty sure it's super problematic. I don't think I want to nominate it for the pod. Never seen it. It was uh, it was the same year. Um, uh, uh, never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll move on. And then for screenplay, it's. It was a lot of the same ones. Field of Dreams, My Left Foot, Driving Miss Daisy, Born on the Fourth of July, and then Enemies, A Love Story. I 
don't know that movie. I know. I've never <laughs> even heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, who, uh, who were late bloomers to this and who had seen it before? I had not seen it. I had not seen it. Scott, you had seen it before. Yeah. It had been a long time uh, since I had seen it, but I'd seen it before. So what, uh, what was your impression rewatching it with fresher eyes? Yeah. Um, I feel like it, I mean, it was kind of what I expected it to be. Um, I wouldn't say it was great. I don't know if it deserves a best picture nomination can, especially when I look at it, like compared to like dead poets society. Um, even though that's not the one that won, I still think I haven't seen little miss Daisy is what it was. Driving miss Daisy. Driving miss Daisy. I, didn't I love see how that, you, but. you just so trivialized. It. <laughs> I don't know. Little miss Daisy, yeah. <laughs> you know, just that best picture winner. Um, I mean, I thought it was, I, for me, it's fun because, uh, I love baseball. Um, grew up playing baseball and I do like a lot of the actors in, in this movie. Um, Did you like their acting in this movie, though? I would say it's not necessarily their best performances. No, <laughs> Jake is is ready. I know. Sorry. He's got Champing guns. In the bit. Guns pulled. I would say this. It doesn't seem to have uh, aged super well to me. It was also another Ray Liotta movie. I hate his face. <laughs> but you really, he wasn't. He that was. Much he in was it. in more than I wanted it. And and I feel like way less hideous in this than he was in Goodfellas. For and some uh, I forgot probably because we in saw it. him far away a lot. I forgot that <laughs> he was in. It. But apparently, this movie was almost named like after his character, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Shoeless Joe Jackson obviously was a a real baseball player. All of that, like the story of of Joe Jackson, is like tracks with uh, history. Uh, and so they were going to name the movie uh, either just Shoeless or uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, but audiences uh, did not want to watch a movie about a homeless person and apparently didn't remember who Shoeless Joe Jackson was. So I can't think of a worse title for this movie than Shoeless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because, yeah, he's hardly in the movie. Yeah. Like, it just it wouldn't have made any sense. Just to com- communicate essentially nothing about this movie. <laughs> right. To the audience. It's a... Uh, Oh, I'll save it. But save he's it. in it more than any of the other players. Uh, yeah, I guess. No, I think Doc Graham's in it the most. Moonlight, is Moonlight that, Graham, Moonlight? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, he's he's I guess well, so not you don't have, a famous old. You don't have to player. name well, he was. it after one of the players. Like, was he that famous? <laughs> no, he, I he agree. Field of Dreams is a better name. <laughs> yeah. all, all aside, Field of Dreams is a much better Field name. Dreams, than Shoeless or Shoeless Joe Jackson. Karabi communicates the best. Yeah. Uh, to audiences what this movie is about. like oh there's going to be a field and it's going to be a little fantastical yeah, yeah. <laughs> no hobos yeah no hobos yeah maybe so the <laughs> the uh kinsella the the author um he wanted to call it i think it was dream field uh so between field of dreams and dream field which do you guys feel the dreams yeah i'm a big fan of the word of <laughs> leave the the or yeah. leave the of leave yeah. the of I think Dreamfield sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I'll go Dreamfield. Dreamfield sounds like the name of a city, like a made-up city or like a whimsical city to oh, me. Like Dreamfield, Iowa. Like yeah, I'd go to Dreamfield, <laughs> Iowa. Maybe that's why I like it. Yeah, that's fair. So I like Field of Dreams. 
All right, Zach, uh, you were you were a late bloomer to this. We'll yeah. we'll we'll leave Jake since he's like he's, really he's, he's raring. Yeah. We'll leave him till the end. Yeah. Uh, Zach, what uh, what were your I thoughts don't know on Zach's going to be much better? <laughs> it's not, but uh, but I mean, yeah. Jake is just clearly more eager. I'm so amps. yeah, <laughs> he's season she, three. He's, Jake. He's I don't I don't want yeah. us to get Jake and then like have to like taper off with Zach's. Like, well, that's not as hot a take as that. Thing. Or whatever. I'm ex- I, I'm I'm curious to see if this is going to fuel the feud between Jake yeah, and Tyler. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. I, forgot, I forgot there was a feud. Oh, yeah, you guys are feuding hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's been rough, like, being in the group chat. <laughs> <with> the <two. laughs> it's like, so vitriol. Me and Zach keep texting each other on the side, like, dude, like, are they going to be friends after this? Tyler drove up this morning, and I got out of my car, and I spit in his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He missed, though, and it hit the inside of my windshield, which is honestly worse. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. way harder to clean. <laughs> that's pretty impressive that you could spit into and hit the inside of the windshield. Oh, I, was, God, I can spit pretty far. Can was, you, Can you like, wanted, like, yeah, curve that's your what spit? I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it was, I'm like, uh, what's, what's the baseball player in Seinfeld? <laughs> the Magic Loogie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was trying to get us to, but I don't remember the, the player's name that, that did it. It's a real curveball. <laughs> I'm still watching Seinfeld, by the way. Well, we just made a Seinfeld reference, so you'll get. There. Oh, yeah, you'll get. Yeah, there. you the said from movie. Seinfeld, and I was like, "What? What's he talking about?" <laughs> there, there's a pretty solid episode uh, with. Uh, Am I close? I'm still in season two. I actually, no, don't I don't remember think, where it is. I think it's like it's pretty mid. middle of the show. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, but I want to get to your takes. We'll check in. I'll, I'll I'll bring that up in season four or five when I get to that episode. Cool. My takes. Um. I uh I think this is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my life. It's just a wild premise. Uh but I was I I actually was kind of into it at first. Uh I feel like my feelings about this movie were kind of all over the place. Um but I I was willing to to go with it for a bit and then it kind of lost me as it progressed. It got to a point towards the end where I was just about ready to completely write it off. Uh, but then I'm not going to lie to you. It kind of saved me a little bit at the end. Like with, when the, with the dad, when the dad comes yeah. back, I was more emotionally invested in this movie than I think I realized. And really? I teared up a little bit. Yeah. Not going to lie. That's the whole point of the and movie. It, and it is, it saved some points for me. Um, I think that the acting, I wouldn't say it was like, it was good, but it was enough to like have me invested. Like I actually, I enjoyed, uh, Kevin Costner's character. Mm-hmm. I think I told Tyler the other day, like it, it was cool to see him actually try to act <laughs> in this and movie. not on Valium. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was good exactly. to see him. They off gave Valium. That, they gave that to James Earl Jones. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's parts of this movie that I really don't like. Uh-huh. Like there, there were moments where I was just like, all right, like I'm. Let's move this along a little bit. And I don't think it's like a great film. Um, but I uh. Yeah, I was actually a little bit more emotionally invested in this movie. Um, it, it just has so much heart, and it's such a wholesome movie mm-hmm. that it, I couldn't just not enjoy that on yeah. some level, you know. I, and I have no, uh, I have no nostalgia for baseball. I'm not really a baseball mm-hmm. fan at all, and so I think that that is. It's going to lose some points for me on that, just on a purely subjective level. I can see how a baseball fan, especially like a baseball historian, would really enjoy this movie for that purpose. Um, but no, like it, it was, it was fun and it was very heartfelt, and mm-hmm. I did enjoy that aspect of the movie with the dad. Like at the very beginning, when it says "Build the field, he will come," I thought, "Oh, his dad is going to come," but then they kind of like they did a good job at like misdirecting me with that. 
to where that it would be Joe Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. exactly. Because then every other like mission essentially right, that right. he has to go on is for some other it person. It gets further away mm-hmm. from the dad. Yeah, yeah. And so then at the end, when he realizes it was actually all for his dad, I thought those are really. Mm-hmm. Kind of creative way to pull that in. And yeah. it, it, it won me back a bit. I wish they would have spent a little bit more time throughout the course of the movie building that young relationship he had with his dad. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like if there would have been flashbacks of them together, like doing stuff or playing catch or going to a baseball game or like any of that kind of stuff. I agree with you, but I think that it would have ruined the misdirect. Like it would have, you would have been like, have, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, this is because he starts off with, uh, you know, really him talking about his family history and talking all about his dad in the prologue, and then, uh, like the the thrust of the movie throughout, like his impetus is to not be like my dad, like that's always in the the forefront of your mind mm-hmm. enough that you're like, okay, like, yeah, but I like I, to Zach's point. I agree. I, I really like the misdirect they took us on where it's like, okay, well maybe it's not about reconciliation or about um, dealing with the, the um, loss and the grief that he has around not being able to ever reconcile with his dad. Maybe it's really just about these other things. And then they, they kind of come back and surprise you with no, it, it really is about the dad. Mm-hmm. But I think to Scott's point, Scott and I were watching like a clip, an interview. It was Kevin oh, Costner. It was Kevin right? Costner, yeah. And then he was like, oh yeah, like I love the father-son relationship in the movie. And then I said, what? Like he had a daughter. What are you talking about? And I was like, oh yeah, the dad comes in at the end. I forgot that that was what this was about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so like. <laughs> oh, fair. All right. You know, like it, I, it, it, it wasn't there enough. I, I feel like it was definitely lacking. And I think there's ways that, he could have done it to still point at Shula's Joe instead of the father as being the climax of like, you know, like having memories with his dad, but it's about Shula's Joe or something. Or it's about parents. Yeah. There's ways they could have done it. I just felt, um, it kind of tuning. I mean, I, I like the movie. I think it's decent. Um, I, I felt like there was something missing as far as like, I felt like it could have been even more emotionally like connected for me at the end, if there would have been a little bit more in the middle. All right. That's interesting. Cause for me, it, it just worked, I think better. Same. Yeah. The way that it was. And I think that if it ended up actually being more about shoeless Joe or Terrence Mann, I would have left unsatisfied. And maybe that relationship wasn't developed enough, but it's just that relationship is powerful enough that like most people can just kind of project their Impute, own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To where it's like that, that was much more moving. The fact that it's, it is all for his dad. It was much more moving to me than that. This is for Ray Liotta, you know, thank God. <laughs> Part of me wonders like if it was off, like I still don't even, I'm still not even sold that it was all for his dad. Cause like at the end of the movie, it's like, Hey James, you want to come into the cornfield with us? You know, so like, like what, yeah. like there was, there was stuff I mean, for the movie him. Says it's about it's for his dad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so did he die? Yeah, he dies. Was he dead the whole time? <laughs> no, <laughs> that do means th- he dies. Uh, do, do you think he's just like his I, corpse is just dead in the cornfield? Uh, no, he, he gets called up. Right? He gets called up to heaven like uh, uh, like, like Enoch. Enoch, yeah, in the Bible, <laughs> the chariot of fire. Bro, this movie was wild. Yeah. This movie was so weird. Yeah. I, right, I want to get to Jake's. I want to get to Jake's yeah. takes, but it's so funny. I don't think it's that weird. Like, but Jake, getting what? into it, I agree. I think this is the weirdest movie I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> All right, like in like every single time, I thought I had a beat on where it was going 
they just they do a U-turn and then take a right. Like they're just like all over the place. Like it's like like at first I was like, okay, you know, like it it, it starts off crazy where he's like, I've never done anything crazy in my life until I heard the voices. And, and I'm like, what? The, what? And then his wife is so chill. She's like, yeah, like you're Noah. Build the ark. Yeah. In my in our front yard. But she was having visions too. So uh, like no, she, not until later. Not until later did she start having those weird visions. Uh, but that's true. She was really inconsistent with what she was chill about. Like she was like, "Yeah, you want to build a field and like ruin us financially? Do it." That's the other thing that didn't make any go, sense. To you want to go find Terrence Mann? I don't know about that. Yeah, but the thing that didn't make really any sense uh, to me. I mean, I could explain that, but carry the, on. the the conflict of the movie was: Are you really expecting me to believe that on this what? couple hundred acre farm that taking up one and a half, two acres for a baseball right. field <laughs> is gonna going to make it, it financially unviable. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's, that's the, that's what's happening right now. I mean, it's a lot of money. It's really not over, over like, the course of time. Yeah. It's just, it's a tiny little bit. I did. It's I looked, I looked into it uh, because I was like, this doesn't sound right. And then people were like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like farmers, farmers. Yeah. Uh, like corn farmers. So like that really, but anyways, then it's like, okay, he builds it. And I'm like, he builds a baseball field and then shoe the show shows up. And I'm like, what the heck? And then, and then now he's going to find like, it just, it just was so many twists and turns and every one of them was weirder than, than the last. Uh, I, I hear you. And I want to like, maybe like offer not like, Oh, well it's like this, but like maybe, and like, see if this changes, maybe your, your, perspective a little bit to me this movie is essentially a fairy tale like it's it takes all of the the like i don't know genre of story clues from fairy tales so to me this isn't that much like different than the weirdness of um pan's labyrinth where like yeah it's super weird but that's the whole point it's a fairy tale but I, I guess I understood what it was getting at in Pan's Labyrinth and I was more invested, but I was always like, why is he doing what he's doing? Like if I was him, that's not how I would have acted. Anyways, uh, I thought James Earl Jones, I love James Earl Jones, first of all. Well, oh, sorry. Sorry. I want to like, again, I'm, I, I want I'm trying to toe the line with being like too, I want to be too argument over antagonistic, but it was just how I received it. And it was just so different from how you received it. Um, like why is he doing all these things? It's a fairy tale. So he's just going on quests and they, you know, the quests never make sense really to, uh, anyone in the hero's life. They only make sense to the hero for some reason, even if they don't totally make sense. They're like, I, I must do this in a fairy tale. They go on weird, ridiculous quests and, yeah. uh, to achieve a, a greater moral later on. Yeah. And maybe like, I didn't know what the movie was going to be like. I honestly, I thought the movie was going to be about him building the field. And then the field was built 17. <laughs> yeah. <the> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Like, what is this movie about? Um, I didn't, I, I, I love James Earl Jones. Usually I, I thought that he was just cashing a check, which when, when I heard that uh, he hates baseball, I was like, that makes sense. That tracks yeah. Yeah. because he seemed to not want to be in this movie. Um, <laughs> you know, but I just overall, I think it's the best movie you've picked this year. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was I a dig. That was, I don't, that actually, that actually hurt. Oh, I'm bit. sorry. You. I didn't mean to hurt you. Zach just said there was a feud and I was like, let's fuel the fire. All right. But, uh, so you're saying better I've than been, legends of the fall. And I've been working so hard to I'm like, sorry. not 
play into that this episode. But You're right. right. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> overall, I agree. It's the best movie I picked this year. <laughs> but overall, I I was not into it. Yeah. Like, I you you could track our my. I texted Zach about it because he I think asked me he's like, did you watch Field of Dreams yet? And I was like, cool. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, did you watch Field of Dreams? And Jake's like, sick. I love when we hate a movie. <laughs> yeah. Because um, apparently Zach only texts Jake when Zach hates it. Yeah, exa- yeah, that's the legend that's been established on the on the the pod so far. Um, do you want to start doing our own thing? Yeah, I kind of do. I feel like super left out, but all right. I don't think it's, it's just, exclusionary. It's just a, it's just I, a good. Text, but he can't ask you. This is a good episode for me to true. feel. That's true. Yeah, he he can't ask you because it's, it's your movie, right? Is, I feel I great mean, recording this. And he could just in the chat be like, "Hey, has has the late bloomers watched this yet?" Yeah, but then there's there's no there's no trashing it. You know? Let's form our own group chat then, which then would just be me and Jake. Are we going to trash it in front of you guys? That's what the pod's for. But okay, so you just get to trash it to each other preemptively. We didn't, we didn't and- trash this movie actually, because <laughs> okay. I Jake I think was surprised that I actually kind of liked it. I was. I didn't uh, tell Jake. I just asked if he. Had I just. I, I. I feel like Zach was along for the ride with me, where I was like, "What? What? What?" And then it ended. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Like some of the like. Like talking about like I feel like so many things like just weren't very well like thought out like the end scene where they pan up and there's all those cars coming up yeah and I was like it's nighttime players are gone they're gonna be annoyed <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be annoyed that they're here for nothing <laughs> and that is so for, many for cars. a game of catch between <laughs> yeah the two Kinsellas and and so many cars. That would have filled their entire farm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just like, I feel like there were little things like that where I was like, did you guys think about this? Like, I feel like you're trying to get me something, but it, like some sort of like emotion here. And I feel like it would have been. Apparently, I would have thought about it a little more. I Okay, go ahead, Scott. Apparently, when they filmed that scene, uh, they wanted to make it look like cars were driving up, but all the cars were just parked. So to simulate motion, they were flipping on and off their, their he- headlights to simulate like <laughs> driving behind things. Is that what... Huh. Like for the flicker. I guess I didn't notice it. So it must have been effective. It worked. (laughs) It worked. Uh, It's so funny. I, uh, I got choked up like three, four times in this movie. Like I'm, I, I'm was super emotionally invested this time watching it back through. I was surprised actually um, by how good I thought this movie was as a movie. Um, Cause I, I don't like, I, I, I played little league, I guess I don't have a ton of like particular love for baseball. I don't really follow baseball, but baseball was a big part of my family. So I do have a little bit of like uh, nostalgia and love for baseball, watching games, um, you know, growing up. And I know quite a bit about baseball as a sport. Um, and so I knew that this was like a, a very baseball baseball movie. Um, but I was surprised by how good it was as a movie. I thought the, the music was terrific. Um, I thought the, the story was just like the plot was just so moving and so interesting and unique. Um, and I, I connected really deeply with it. Like last week, uh, on arrival, I'd kind of done the like, Hey, what's the, let's try out a new segment. Like, what's this movie about? Like this movie I, I think is one of the most, um, pure and wholesome and beautiful uh, movies I've ever seen about faith. Like that's what this movie is really like. Maybe it's reconciliation with the father, but I think this movie is really about uh, like a leap of faith. 
Uh, you know, he takes the leap of faith, even though he thinks he's crazy. His wife has faith in him. Um, you know, Terrence Mann has lost all faith in himself, but he still has faith in him and, and inspires him to, to believe again in his ability to lead and write. Like it's all about taking a leap of faith uh, and even him, uh, Terrence Mann stepping into the cornfield and like, yeah, am I going to die? Am I going to heaven? Like I, all of it's about faith. And, uh, and I think that in order to have a movie about faith as a concept, it has to be very fantastical and fairy tale like, um, in order to sell that well. And I think it just did such a great job. It was just really beautiful. Um, very moving story to me. It wasn't about schizophrenia. No, I think that I maybe need to watch the movie again, like listening to uh, the first thoughts of the movie, like taking away, like stepping back from my experience watching the movie and not liking it. Uh, (laughs) Where like, like, I think that I got the rug pulled out from under me so quickly where I was like, I have no idea what this movie's about Uh, because I went in expecting this and then it was not like I went in expecting like this is going to be some movie about him building a field and like that's going to be most of the movie. Right. And then, and then it wasn't. And then nothing else made sense to me where I was just like, what the heck? Like, what is this? Uh, Where maybe if I watched it again and I knew what I was getting into, I'd feel a little bit differently about it. Maybe, but I don't know. I, I, I felt like I was just like, I was just like dangling there a little bit. Where (laughs) Where are we? Um, but I do, I, to your point, Tyler, I don't like baseball either, but I can get very into a baseball movie. Don't mm. know why. Like, I would probably still watch The Sandlot, although I watched that when I was a kid. But, like, we're doing another baseball movie this month. I don't... If, yeah. Gonna, yeah, yeah. We're going to do 42 later in the month. I was, like, I was super into it, and I, yeah. I don't like baseball very much, but something about... And maybe it's just like sports movies. Something about them can oh, yeah. I can get into. Yeah, I I can feel you on that. I I feel like I like the aesthetic of baseball more than I do baseball. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, being at a game, just that like really like Americana feel that it has to it. And I I'm the same way. I I enjoy baseball movies. Uh-huh. Well, and I feel like usually baseball movies are kind of split into two categories. Like there's baseball movies that are about like the history of baseball, which I would put this in, and then there's like baseball movies about playing baseball. Uh, which I would say is a different category movie. And that like one is about like the historical, like, Oh, think about Babe Ruth and think about like Moneyball, maybe honestly yeah. as well versus like, Oh, I'm on a team and we got to like strive together and learn together and like work together towards achieving something like rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> but <laughs> I liked, I, I haven't seen rookie of the year of the year in probably more than 10 years, but I liked that movie too. Oh yeah. 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 It's really interesting, Tyler. I was reflecting on what you were saying Um, and like, I don't, I don't think I disagree with anything you were saying, but I feel like I was trying to figure out the entire time watching this movie. Why? Like, what is the point of this movie? Mm -hmm. And for me, none of it clicked until the dad comes Mm -hmm. and then it all put it in perspective, but I don't really, I don't like, I'm not super stoked at the idea of going to rewatch it, but maybe I do need to rewatch it. Cause then I, I feel like I was so caught up in just like, what, what is trying to be communicated here to me that like, I, I was too analytical with it, I think mm. watching it. And so like, it, I, I can see how everything you're saying makes sense about it, but I don't remember feeling any of that. Yeah. And until like, the very end, I think that it had lost me by the end to the point where I was just like, I'm, I'm checked out at this point. Like I can't, and it couldn't get me back on no matter what it was. Yeah. But then, so maybe, maybe that ending would have felt more satisfying to me if it hadn't lost me or if I knew what was kind of getting in 
what I was getting into. Mm. But once it did click for me, I was able to kind of be like, oh, like now I get like now I understand what compelled this person to write this story. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I am cool with it. Like I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, I I think it's a it's a decent movie. Um, The only thing for me was I do feel like there was some lacking in the relationship with the dad um, that I feel like could have been a better reaction for me at the end. But all in all, like it's a fun old school baseball movie to me. What do you think of my take on that? It's a movie about faith, about having yeah, faith. I mean, I, not faith as in like religion, religious faith, but just having faith. Yeah. Being willing to go out and uh, do things that maybe don't make sense. Um, yeah, I think it, it's about a combination of that and it's about the relationship with the dad. I don't think it's about baseball. Yeah, I don't think it is either. I don't think it's funny. What was we talked about, or I had said that Arrival is a sci-fi alien movie that's not about aliens, uh-huh. and then this is really a baseball movie that's not about baseball. No, yeah, I mean it's the case with I would say most movies. It's not about like the elements of the movie, but it's about the overall like story that the main characters are on. And so this is yeah, it's about a man who things are happening to him he doesn't understand, but he's deciding to follow them and just take a risk and ultimately it pays off for him in a big way. I wonder like thinking where you, and I feel like this is a point where you and I very much differ in a lot of, like on a lot of movies where like, I feel like you always want more, but I, I of of things like more of the relationship with the dad. And I think in this case, I agree. I could have had maybe a little more, but I feel like there's, there's a lot to not, showing yeah. and like like holding back which is like one of the one of the things that i think was like going back to arrival even like was effective was like we just kind of like kept seeing a little more and a little more but we didn't see him mm-hmm. so i don't know like i wonder like yeah was, i think wasn't this scott uh if you could scroll up a little bit i think this is one of the i think this is the shortest movie we've had in a, quite a while uh shortest movie since perks of being a wallflower yeah which was september of last year because that was one of the things, to your point, Jake, that kind of stood out to me was just that it it is actually kind of a it's a pretty short movie. Uh-huh. I don't I don't know that I remembered feeling that, but I just was not having a good time at the time. So <laughs> you know, I I feel like something that also maybe if it wasn't even there, if there would have been some kind of thing at the end with like I don't know, maybe this would have been awful, and I take it back if that's the case of just like uh. Like then once he's with his dad, like him recalling memories or something like I felt like I wanted more from that relationship. Like if they got pretty arrival with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 If they would have just made this into a rival. It so much <laughs> if Denis Villeneuve directed Field of Dreams, I think it would have been really good. Well, yeah, I, I think I agree with that. <laughs> I just, uh, this has not much to do with that, but I feel like we have four people at this table and we have six different pronunciations of Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I think that's true of all of the media. I don't know what yeah. it is about French Canadian that it's impossible for Americans to uh, agree on how to pronounce it. It's I mean, just, Dennis. It's, Im- yeah. it's impossible to know what letters I should say. <laughs> There's so many there. That's the French language. Yeah. <laughs> Way too many letters that are silent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what did you guys, Jake mentioned, uh, that he thought James Earl Jones was pretty flat. Uh, what did you guys think? Do you agree with that or, or did you like him in this? Um, I don't think it was his best performance. 
But at the same time, I'm trying to think of like, okay, what was a great James Earl Jones performance? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this was uh, like just like uh, par James Earl Jones yeah. for me. Like it was like everything that I'm used to experiencing from him. And man, like I could just listen to him monologue for two hours and I'd be happy. I feel like he gave, and this is my memory of Sandlot, which James Earl Jones is in, but I feel like he gave a much more, like I, I feel like I was much more into his role, this tiny role in the Sandlot than I was into this. Like I just felt like, like even that, that speech we gave, which people kept talking about how great it was when I was like seeing things about it. I was like, well, this is like not, I don't feel like he's that passionate about it. I just felt like it really but felt that's just me. James Earl Jones delivery on everything. Like think Maybe. about like Mufasa. Remember guys, there's a sandlot. Like too. it's just very like, yeah, yeah. You I, haven't seen it. No. I have not seen uh, it, but I knew it existed. Yeah. It's bad. There's also a field of dreams too. <clears throat> Is it really? I Do they make that. another field? Google it. Like, Google what, it right now. Starring Taylor Lautner. I don't know. I don't not believe you. I just want to know what it's about. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I saw it on IMDb. I think it's like a four minute, like wait, starring promo. shark boy. Yes. It's like a four minute thing, like promo for something, but it's literally titled like field of dreams too. And it's the same poster with Taylor Lautner standing the same way that Kevin I, Costner shark was. Boy. I like, and I like shark how boy you're fold. obsessed with shark boy and not, Twilight. uh, yeah, not Jacob. Yeah. I had to subvert expectations. <laughs> you did a great job. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I was perplexed the entire time you were talking (laughs) (laughs) to get back to James Earl Jones. I'm with you, Tyler. Uh, I didn't like, there was nothing about his performance that made me think that he's phoning it in. And like when Jake said, like, it seems like he didn't want to be there. My thought was like, Whoa, if he didn't want to, he fooled me. Yeah. He didn't, I didn't get that impression. Um, and I mean, I, I don't think I've seen too, too many. I, we have his, filmography pulled up right here and besides star wars uh i haven't seen a good amount of those um but i i didn't think anything negatively about his his uh role in this movie and i think that he actually had more chemistry with kevin costner than kevin costner did with his wife i think so too yeah like them together was my were my favorite parts of this movie me too yeah Yeah, i thought they were a fun duo when they're like on the road like and in the hotel room like some of their interactions yeah i I agree i thought they had a lot of great chemistry with each other yeah i enjoyed it do you know what was the most surprising thing to me was that it was his mother or father was still alive james L. jones Oh yeah, yeah. Cu- I was like, "What?" Oh, his his dad. His, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't more surprising to you that uh, Kevin Costner time travels. <laughs> oh yeah, that I remember. I, I that was one of the things. I was like, "Did he just? Are we back in time?" How did I, that another, work? Another great crossover for us, by the way. That he was. Uh, <laughs> what made him realize was that the Godfather was was out in theaters. That's true. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cool. I kind of liked that, but I think that that's when the movie started to lose me a little bit. Mm. Was everything with the doctor just wasn't that into? So I I liked everything with the doctor. Um, interestingly, though, I didn't know this, but uh, Moonlight or doc Grammy it was this, this guy had two, uh, <laughs> two nicknames in his life, uh, was a real person. He, so his story is, uh, like actually a true story that he made it to the majors, um, played only one inning and then quit to go become a doctor. Mm. And all the people that James Earl Jones, when they're trying to, they get to, they get to his, where he's supposed to be living and find out he's been dead for 15 years. 
uh, James Earl Jones interviews people who knew him. And those were all real life people who knew Doc Graham really talking about the real life Doc Graham. That's funny. Uh, speaking of Doc Graham, though, uh, the one of the, the biggest plot points I didn't understand was how did he come outside of the baseball field to just hitchhike on the side of the road? And then why couldn't he leave it? <laughs> I didn't understand any of that. And then, like, I didn't get it. Like, where did he come from? And then why did he have this rule imposed on him as soon as he steps on the baseball field that he becomes an old man when he steps off? Oh, that was super weird. Shut up, nerd. Well, yeah? uh, well, <laughs> you remember in in the very beginning uh, when we first meet Joe Jackson, he goes up to that line and then the wife invites him inside and he says, I don't think I can do that. There was something about the line of the baseball field that they weren't able to cross back over. But he started on the other side of that line as a young man. I, I understand that part. Yeah, I understand your point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, to me, I didn't give it much more thought than uh, manifesting out of a cornfield or dissipating into a cornfield. Like I was sure it's just, just as it, uh, yeah, as it as just as felt magical. Like, it felt like the establishment of the rules, you know, because like I, yeah. I, I can get on board with the rules. It didn't follow its own. But then logic. we broke our own rules that we established, which I thought was weird. And it, it kind of bugs me. Like I can get on board with the weird things as long as they follow their own rules. Yeah. You know? Their own internal logic. Yeah. 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 I get you. I, I, I guess it doesn't bother me. It doesn't not make sense to me, but that's okay. I didn't think about it until now and now it bugs me. Yeah. So weird, thanks. Right? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it doesn't bug me because also like, th- like he travels back in time, the scene before that. And there was nothing in the baseball field that indicates that outside of Iowa that he can travel in time until he did. Yeah. The time travel thing bothered me quite a bit. Yeah, it, so. it, it just doesn't, it just didn't bother me. Again, like, I guess I, I, I was watching this movie or rewatching this movie from the context of this whole time that this is, this is a fairy tale. And so, of course, like, like, I don't know. I, I don't get bothered by the idea that, like, there are things about magic that can be revealed to us at any point. Yeah, I guess. It's just like, th- then it's like, th- th- that that's why we have star wars episode nine we're well, just like yeah, we have I, all of star wars it's everyone's complaint about all of star wars is every time they're like well we didn't think they could do that and it's like well yeah, it's like well i just I, told you it's like i can do this i can do this i can do th-. and i was like okay i get it let's let's i don't know it it it, it uh, maybe it bugs me more than it bugs you but man. yeah yeah, like it, it, it didn't bother me when all of a sudden for the first time I found out that uh, the emperor can shoot lightning out of his fingertips. You know what I mean? Like there was no establishment for that yet, but it didn't. I wasn't like, oh, well, this just totally broke the whole like, yeah, it's it's I know. But that that magic <laughs> that I think is a little bit different where like I, I feel like there are points in time where like you have painted yourself into a corner. And then you just magic yourself out of it because you didn't have anything else sure. to do. Yeah, I, like Deus Ex Machina. I completely like understand the sentiment where you're coming from, Jake. I've I've felt that <laughs> same way about other things before. I just never cared enough about this movie to like let that affect me. <laughs> I think maybe you Jake know? really liked the movie and he doesn't know it. <laughs> That's the one thing. There is like, a fine line between love and hate, right? They yeah. they come from the same. <laughs> maybe I did. I'm gonna I'm gonna on my way home today, have an arrival revelation. (laughs) (laughs) Like you liked it the whole time. (laughs) Maybe you can go back in time in your conscious and like it while you watch it. I can't change the past. No. Yeah. You can't, can't change it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. 
<laughs> I think I think you just can't. Maybe. Oh, I I didn't even really put it together that we have back to back movies that have to do with with uh, time. Like yeah. <laughs> time is a central uh, central plot device. I wouldn't have Three known Talladega it. Holiday nights and yeah, <laughs> coming up. Yeah, coming that up time soon. travel scene in Talladega nights. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, uh, what, if, if this movie were going to be remade to net today, um, like either recasting a different director, um, or, you know, never bother remaking it because the story's not worth telling, like, where do you guys sit with, with, if this movie were going to, if it, if, if the paper crossed your desk as a producer, I think that like I, <clears throat> and I don't know what this says about me. But I feel like I could only get on board with this movie even a little bit because it was from like the 80s or whatever. And like, yeah. like that, it made, for some reason, this story to me makes more sense in the 80s than it does now, you know? <laughs> and I, I, I don't know how to explain my reasoning, but <laughs> but if you made it today, I I just think it would be worse. I want to give this a weird random director okay. of Ryan Johnson. Okay, why though? Why? Yeah. I want to like, because of some of the, like, I think he could creatively change some things to make it a much more compelling. I think of like what he did in episode eight. I know Jake didn't like episode eight of Star Wars. Are you an episode eight fan? I like, I like episode eight. I'm a huge episode eight fan. Are you, what other Ryan Johnson movies have you seen? Because I feel like I haven't seen very many and I'd be surprised if he'd seen more. I don't even know what else he had. Like, Knives this Out. Is fully, Looper. He didn't have. Yeah, I've I seen like Knives, Knives Out. That was good. Looper. Was, I've seen Looper. Okay. Yeah. That was good. Those are the three that I've seen. Um, I like all three of those movies, so I'm a, that solidifies even more that I think I would like it if he would do this. I don't really remember Looper very well, and and he does to your point, Scott. Ryan Johnson is I I think like a a director right up your alley because he um he like pays homage to the things you love but isn't afraid to like change things. Well, yeah, but not that at all. <laughs> I think that's true, I guess, but that was only really true with Star one Wars. movie. Uh, I was going to say, but it is yeah. the most important movie in Scott's life. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say episode eight is if I was going to choose one. Of it's the, the most important movies. franchise in your life. Probably. It's a though. big one. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I was going to say he does a really great job. He's a director who does a really great job at um, creating emotional intrigue with characters. Mm -hmm. Like he, he, like all of his movies are really about you being uh, emotionally invested in the characters that he's presenting to you. Um, That's kind of his like MO, his style. Whereas someone like Denis um, like does everything really like, uh, like flat and pulled back emotionally Mm -hmm. like so that you're more invested in um like the circumstances that they're going through rather than the characters themselves Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah that's interesting delineation i could see him i could yeah i I don't think it's that weird i could see him doing this movie i wasn't saying i thought it was weird when i questioned i just feel like i haven't seen very many movies yeah sure I like, I like Ryan John's support. I I would remake this movie today. I I would still like, again, all things being equal. Um, I would keep, uh, Costner and, um, James Earl Jones. And, uh, I, I would, I probably also wouldn't change like the tone of the movie. I I actually would remake probably this movie. Uh, Yeah. I think I like the lighter tone. I think if, if this movie was like tried to be served to me in a heavy tone, I think I would like it way, way less. 
Do you think then in that case, and I just want to see where you stand on this issue. Do you think it's worth remaking then if you would just. No. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think it's worth remaking. Not that it's not uh, w- a worthy story. I think it's a really worthy story. Well, I mean like when I say worth remaking, I mean like, do you, do you think you could do it better? And if yeah. You, no. If you and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah why I, do it? Yeah. I would, I would not do it again. I would, I would, I would let it be. I think I'm in that same camp. I think that this movie, I don't know if you can do it much better than it already is done. Yeah. I, I was, I'm sorry. I was trying to think about what I was saying earlier and see if I could like make it, like bring it to another thing. I feel like there's just a certain charm about like, yeah, yeah like I think this age and I, that's what you, yeah. By, yeah. by the time period it's made in yeah. and, and, and just the, the tone of movies at that time, like yeah. even this and uh, what was also nominated that year, dead poet society, it does kind of have like, I don't know, a similar tone to it. And yeah. Similar- and like if I, if you put, say Robin Williams was still alive and you wanted to make dead poets society today, I don't think I would like it as well as yeah. it coming on when it did. I get what you mean. I, I understand your point now. And yes, I agree. I think that this is perfect in its, in its lane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's objectively a perfect movie, but I think it, in its lane, it worked really well for me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would say in my idea, since this is such a fantastical movie, uh, I would send Ryan Johnson back in time to direct this. Oh, movie. got it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's he directed fair. this in the 80s? Yeah. Do you, he, okay. Do you know what I would I'd rather watch? Is the movie about Ryan Johnson going back in time <laughs> <laughs> to direct a movie? Yeah. Is to that direct like the, Field of Dreams. It's like yeah. the new Nick Cage movie. Yeah, yeah. where he plays himself. Yeah. yeah. I'm What's that called again? Uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent or something. Is that yeah. really the title of the yeah. film? Oh my yeah. gosh. Where Nick Cage is playing Nick yeah. Cage. And I, like, like, real, like, like, like they talk about Face Off. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm Quite so, a bit. I'm so stoked. I'm I'm pretty stoked too. I watch. I heard you guys talk about it several weeks ago, and then I finally, in in the meantime, saw the trailer for it, and I was like, honestly, that that looks super fun. It looks bad. Like it's not going to be like a, a it, best picture, but it's somehow the most and least self aware movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but and the the other weirder thing for me was I saw the trailer right before I saw Batman. Oh, yeah, I couldn't too. think of a movie like more different, uh, like a less, uh, yeah, like a less similar audience between that <laughs> and Batman. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I feel like it's the same. Maybe like people who are really into um, superhero movies are also, you know, super into Nick Cage movies. Could be. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right. What do you say we uh, we we put this one in the books? Let's do it. Ty, your movie, you're up first. Your all ball, right. you're ups. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give this. I I feel like I need an asterisk for this because everyone's gonna at this table is gonna kill me for this. But uh, I'm gonna give this an a nine point one. Ooh. Whoa. Okay, I feel like you wow. gotta defend the nine point one a little. We'll, we'll come to that after. Let's do all the ratings. Okay. Yeah, I've got to say you did talk me up, and I'm going to give this six baseballs. Oh yeah, I didn't give a, a qualifier or whatever it's called a, a denominator. Um, this is a nine point one uh, James Earl Jones monologues. I'm gonna give this uh, seven even. Uh, James Earl Jones walking into cornfields, not knowing if he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he knew he was going to die. Zach. I'm going to give this movie 
6.9 James Earl Jones about to murder Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. That's true. He he came in hard. I forgot about that scene where they first meet. He's ready to kill him. Yeah. So this comes in then at a 70%. Wow. Uh, on Rotten Potatoes. Once again, uh, the other guys gave this 87%. IMDb gave it 75 and we have given it a 70%. So a little bit lower than uh, IMDb and then a decent chunk lower than the other guys. So before we get out of here, explain. <laughs> <laughs> explain yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, I again, I, I think that it's a... Uh, I think the plot is super compelling. Uh, it's a really fascinating story and, and really one of the few movies I can think of, like, I think it's a very original story. It's one of the few movies I can think of that is all about, uh, faith, um, and the concept of faith. I feel like you guys asked me to explain this and have all just stopped. No, paying I'm, attention I'm, I'm listening to you hundred percent. It's an original compelling story. It's about faith. <laughs> Uh, so the plot's great. Uh, I, I just, think the acting is solid. I think the cinematography is really great for the time, like especially like compared to Driving Miss Daisy, compared to Dead Poets Society. Um, and uh, I think that the music, I, I was so shocked by how tight I thought that the music was for, for this movie. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, those are all like, I I don't have any like, I don't have any objective complaints about how this movie performed, you know, mm -hmm. just for reference, your other nine point ones are you know, granted. This might be too high too. is the green mile. I was too high. Uh, Django. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the shining. Yeah. Titanic. Yeah. You think this is as good a movie as the shining? Yeah. Huh? And better than the Godfather Raiders, Jaws, Indiana Jones, last crusade and the exorcist. Wow. Better than the Godfather. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like objectively, you think it's better than the Godfather? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, like what? Yeah, I do. Okay. This is a vibe shift. <laughs> like, I just don't under. Yeah. I mean, it, it's this, this movie set out to do something valuable and executed it very well. And I, so I, I feel like we, we don't have time to get into it, but I feel like this is at odds with, uh, how you described the Goonies where you're like, Oh, well this is a trash movie. It did. It, it was good for what it tried to do, but what it tried to do sucked or something. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I feel like the Goonies executed what it wanted to do as well as this movie executed what it wanted to do. Yeah. I yeah. feel, I feel like, the, I feel like you're, it's things the are second. In. No, it's not. It's the second. I said this movie uh, set out to do something valuable and it executed it well. It's those are two part. points. It's the valuable part. Like he the felt Goonies like what the Goonies set out, set to, do out to do trash. was trash. <laughs> yeah, it was trash. Huh. And so <laughs> like it's those two things together. Like, uh, yeah. I guess I, mean, I disagree to, with to the second to point. To go back to, to go back to, uh, well, this is the feud of the season. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to go back to dead poet society, Jay Evans Pritchard, uh, how you, how you, uh, determine the, the, uh, score of a poem is on, uh, it's excellence and how important uh, what it set out to do was like, it's a, it's a pretty typical way that people evaluate art. I just, I can't believe that you think it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm just surprised that you think it's that, that important of a thing. Faith. Well, this, this, this movie's faith. Yeah. Know? Like I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, again, I think faith is an important 
like theme. It's a unique theme. I can't think of a movie that's like this in this way about faith. And I thought they did a great job of making, of telling that story and making that movie. So hmm. it's important and excellent. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm cool with the 9.1. <laughs> it, it seems a little off to me with some of the other movies personally, but like, yeah, you're prerogative. Cool. Um, All right. What are we doing next week? Uh, are we doing Ricky Bobby next week? We are. All right. So that's you, Scott. It's just me. Oh, Jake. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Talladega Nights. The oh ballad. boy. The ballad. The the, the drama. comedy and the drama. drama. The dramedy <laughs> of Ricky Bobby. All right. Well, uh, Zach, uh, you've been quiet the last couple of minutes. Do you have any final thoughts to get us out of here? Uh, I'm still too shocked. <laughs>